Hello and welcome to episode 118 of The Pen Addict on Relay FM. This episode is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Squarespace, and Igloo. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined, as I always am, by Mr. Brad Dowdy. The Pen Addict is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analog tools that we love so dearly. Hello, Brad. How are you? Oh, hello, Michael. How are you? I'm very good, sir. Very well you indeed. Know, every now and then, I'm not saying like every week, every now and then, I kind of miss the nickname thing. Uh, I miss it. I think I miss it every week. <laughs> I don't miss it every week because I know it was it was starting to be uh, yeah that was pretty good Mike oh, no I miss I miss the uh, I miss the output I don't miss the work you know yeah yeah so maybe one day we'll sneak one in if you come up with something good no just, I can't just I can't I can't because if I, I start then I I have to just continue you can't just yeah. throw one of them in there like can't I feel relapse. like I can only do it at like special occasions like Christmas <laughs> or like a, an anniversary episode or like your birthday or something gotcha gotcha okay well i'll let you off the hook but Thank i was you. just thinking that i was like oh we haven't had a we haven't had a nickname intro in a long time but that's cool we got we have uh even better um intro music now so it's pretty awesome uh it's a uh, ghetto fabulous <laughs> music. all right so we got a little bit of follow-up from last week and one of the items was when we were mentioning the Perfect pairings, the pens and paper that went together. Um, I forget the listener, but uh, um, or the, the the tweeter who submitted it, but it was someone was using a palette palette vanishing point that they got from Richard Bender, and they got an italifine nib on it. And I said it was like an italic, you know, cursive italic type nib. It's not. And I got a couple. Um, he sent me a, a email or a tweet right after, and uh, my friend Thomas Hall sent me a tweet right after because I think he has one of these. What an italifine nib is and we'll have this link in the show notes it's a basically a double-sided nib on a fountain pen to where the if you're in the standard writing position on a fountain pen it'll write an italic line <gasps> if you flip Whoa. the nib yeah you flip the nib over like you're writing upside down with the nib upside down it writes a fine line so the nib grind is actually done on both sides of the nib so you can write with, um, have a wide cursive italic line writing normally, flip it over upside down, and you get a nice, smooth, fine line. So that's pretty interesting, and um, especially in a vanishing point. So, um, Man, what do you think? my mind what? has been blown. <laughs> I want one of these. It's kind of neat. Is that, are they custom by Richard Binder? Yes, it's like, I guess it's his invention, if you will. Um, he had a customer. You read through the article. He had a cus- basically had a customer. There, there's an old, some old classic nibs that used to do this. And at the top, he shows some, um, some old Parker and Schaefer nibs. And you know, we do. They, he would kind of mimic those. And now, um, now he will do that grind. Now that he's uh, practiced it and got it down, he will uh, actually perform that grind for you on a pen. There might be some certain. Um, restrictions like it i imagine it has to have a pretty good amount of tipping on the end of the pin just to be able to accomplish that type of grind on both sides but um it's certainly interesting to to have and to play around with man so that is pretty cool i wanted to mention that because in retrospect as soon as he mentioned it i was like you know i have heard of that so let me uh let me do a little bit of research on it and uh so everyone should go read about that because it's kind of fascinating have you ever used one yourself i have never used one mm. 
I've never uh, used one. I would like some accounts of what what the experience is actually like. I mean, I feel like the fine experience would be um, less than. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, a norm- like a, your normal fine experience. Yeah, I feel like it's. I just feel like it can't be as good. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're kind of holding the pen upside down. Like, the you, you, surely you can't put the same amount of pressure to mm-hmm. to draw the ink. Um, but I'm I'm interested. Yeah, and there's some other pens that actually do this right now. Um, not it's not their intended use, but I know people use the Pilot Falcon, the Flex Nib, uh, pen. Um, it will write upside down pretty well and get like a super fine line. So. Not not all fountain pens will do that, but some will. It's going to be scratchy, though. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to test this out maybe one day. That's a, on the maybe one day list. I'm not like super, super all over it, but it's very interesting nonetheless. It might be worth having, you know, just having around. So when we left last week's episode, you were in the midst of a dilemma. Why don't you, why don't you give a little recap in case uh, anyone missed it? So for anyone following along last week, you'll remember that I had to speed out of the office um, one day last week and left my Edison Perlette behind by accident, not not on purpose. I, I love the pen very much. And I uh, got into work on Monday, uh, yesterday as we we're recording this, Tuesday, 2nd of September. I was very happy to see they was just waiting on the desk for me. Someone had clearly picked it up and they'd put it kind of like um, in my laptop dock at work. It was just sitting in there, resting for me. Uh, someone was looking out for you. Seems like it, actually. Yeah. It seems like yeah. it. I told you it would be there. I didn't think that would vanish. Because you people left- had used my desk, because um, mm-hmm. we hot desk. Uh, yeah. But not everybody has the same size laptops, so they don't all fit in the docks. So mm. someone picked it up and put it in there. It's kind of good that nobody tried to jam their laptop into the... <laughs> That would have been good. See, I think actually, I think the the fanciness of the pen probably saved you there. If it was a Pilot G two, it'd be gone. It'd be gone. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. I think that was what I said. Like, uh, I, th- I feel like you'd see it and you'd know not to take it. Right. Um, especially anyone that sits around me because they know it's mine, and you couldn't like use it at work. You know, I'd have to. Have one oh of yeah. Those scenarios. I walked up someone, just give me my pen. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There's no way this is yours. <laughs> I think about those scenarios sometimes in my head. Like if I go to a meeting and leave one of my pens laying out on the desk that I wouldn't normally leave out on the desk, I'm like, man, this thing better be back or there's going to be an inquisition going on. Yeah, like, dude, that ink is orange. Just, just give it up. <laughs> yeah. You can't Hand get it over this. No. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was very happy and, and kind of relieved uh, to find it in there. However, I have not been using my Edison palette this week. Why is that, Michael? I've been getting some real use out of my Lamy 2000. You're hooked. Oh, my God. (laughs) Seriously, man, this pen is so good. I'm really glad you like it. It's so good, and it feels so good to hold, but the use of this thing is just fantastic. I love it. I really love it. I've noticed that the um, the piston filler is a little bit sensitive on the end. How so? Getting like, loose or uh, not loose, but 
if I kind of hold it by the end, it has the ability to just not like open up, but it just doesn't stay flush, and I have to, and I'm weird about that oh. sort of stuff, so I have to make sure that it stays completely flush. Like I, yeah. can, it, I can unscrew it quite quite easily. Hmm. Yeah, I've I've not noticed that uh, in particular, but um, I don't know. You're left-handed, so that's probably why. Yeah, it's probably why. That's the mm-hmm. source of all of my problems. But maybe <laughs> also in this scenario, why I love it so much. Seriously, this pen, man. So I have it in medium. I don't know if I mentioned that last week. Yes. Um, and I've just, it's just, it's just been an absolute joy to use. I, I genuinely love it so much. And this is has the uh, Fuyugaki in it too, the orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like that's a really good combo. I, I still haven't bought that ink. I just need to. Uh, someone sent me a sample, and I still haven't inked it up, and I need to do that. Yeah, you I've do. been a, I've been a bad ink sampler recently. Yeah, I'm I'm super happy with it. Like, it's just so awesome. Yeah, and where did where did you get that pen again? Oh, <laughs> funny you should ask. <laughs> funny you should ask, Brad, because I I got I got that pen from uh, our fine sponsor, one of our fine sponsors of this week's episode, the fine folks over at Pen Chalet. Now, this this pen is actually still available at, pen, at the special offer that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago over at Pen Chalet. So there's you know, one thing about that. We'll talk about how you get that in a minute. But, you know, one, you should definitely go and get it. And two, seriously, they've still got some available. How is that? What's happening, guys? Go over mm-hmm. to Pen get Chalet. On. Buy it. Buy, buy stuff. So let me tell you about Pen Chalet. Um, they are a fantastic company that sell amazing rollables, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, you name it, they've got it. They are an authorized reseller of all of your favorite brands like Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, and Kaveco. They run special discounts twice a month. They have closeout specials every two weeks, and they do special deals for pen addict listeners all the time. They're rely- they have fantastic customer service, super reliable. I've had a couple of queries in the past with orders that I've made or I wanted to add a gift card for someone um, after I've made the order. They were able to get that in the straight way, responding lightning quick. They are always making sure that they're keeping their catalog up to date. They're adding new stuff all of the time. Every single month, they're adding new things over at Pen Chalet. And as well as all the brands that I mentioned earlier, they sell limited edition pens and all the accessories that you're ever going to need, like carrying cases, pen holders, refills, fountain pen converters, and so much more. There's free shipping on orders of over $50 in the continental United States, but they also sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates. Pen Chalet has super low prices on excellent quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go over to penchalet.com, that's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and use the code PENADDICT at checkout. That's going to get you 10% on off your order. You want to do that, so you're going to save 10% on any order you make at Penchalet when you use the code PENADDICT or one word. But what you really want to do is on the homepage, you'll see a little link at the top that says podcast. Click that link and enter the code PENADDICT. You're going to find a bunch more cool special offers there. You can still get the Lamy 2000 at an incredible discount when you go over there. It's like 40% off or something incredible like that. And we have a special offer this week, another fantastic offer. This is on the Caveco AL Sport in the colors raw and silver. Raw is the super shiny one, and silver is the more matte silver one. Now, this deal is on; it is purely while stocks last. It's on a first-come, first-served basis. 
The Kaveco AL Sport usually sell at about $80 for retail, but Pen Chalet are going to discount this by 25% to $60. And then don't forget that when you go to checkout, you always enter the code PENADDICT, and again, it's going to get you an additional 10% off. So in this case, the final cost of a Kaveco AL Sport will be $54 with free shipping in the in the United States. So make sure that you get the extra special deals just for PENADDICT listeners, including the Lamy 2000 and the Kaveco AL Sport, that you click the button on the top of the Pen and Chalet website, enter the code PENADDICT, and when you've added all the things that you want to your cart, enter the code PENADDICT as a, uh, your offer code at the end, and that's going to get you an additional 10% off anything that you buy over at penchalet.com. Thank you so much to Pen Chalet for their continued support of the Pen Addict and Relay FM. So this AL Sport deal is kind of ridiculously good, um, as as actually uh, all Pen Chalet's deals are. They're they're all really really good. But I I love the AL Sport and the two colors that are available are my number one and number two favorite. I've owned the owned the gray mat or what do they call it silver mat. I've owned the raw, which are the two available. I've owned the black mat and I've owned the blue. If it tells you anything, I gave away the blue. And I gave away the black. Mm. So I have two left, and it's the two that are available. The gray mat is my number one. It's the best. Um, and then the, the raw silver, um, is the, or the raw aluminum, is it's really, really cool. It's one of those that um, you have to use it. The more you use it, the more banged up it gets, and the better it looks. Like, it looks really bad when it's new, almost. And you're like, oh, I'm going to scratch it up, ding it up. But actually, the more you use it, the more that finish really gets baked into the pen and uh, the better it looks. So I'm down to um, I'm down to those two. And uh, it's kind of funny that those are the two that are available on, on Pinchelle. They are they're easily my favorites. The gray, the gray matte one is is the best. So and pro tip for all you Kaveco fans. And I mentioned this before when I did the Lilliput review. If you own multiple Kavecos, buy a spare nib and get it modified to how you like, and you can move that nib from pen to pen to pen. Whenever you ink up a Kaveco, a Lilliput, AL Sport, I move this one uh, Curse Vitalik nib I have into all my different Kavecos. So that's an excellent, excellent tip right there. So you can get uh, one nib for your entire Kaveco lineup. Even fits on some of the full size pens, uh, the Dia Two and um, Student, and some of those like that. So, the number five size nib. So, there's my pro tip for Kaveco. Awesome. All right, so we got. Um, the, I, I mentioned last week that I thought I might break out my uh, Hobonichi in preparation for the new 2015 lineup that just launched. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I took it out for like one day and then I ended up using it, not using it for like the next four days in a row. But there's something really cool uh, that Hobonichi has done this year that is going to fit my needs better. They're offering up just some basic notebooks with the Tomoe River paper. And what they've done is they've designed two styles with um, Hobonichi's planner styles. They, um, the Teco is been is the one that most people get, and then they also have one called the oh, I'm totally blanking the Cousin, which is a larger size. So they made two, um, what would you call these compatible notebooks to go with these 
planner sizes. So their whole Hobonichi's deal is the system, right? You get the planner and you get the case and you get the accessories, kind of like a Midori setup. So with the Hobonichi, you know, they want you to buy the planner and then have the case to go in the planner. Now they've made these extra separate notebooks that will slot into the different planner sizes. So there's the A5 for the Teco, I mean, excuse me, the A6 for the Teco and then the A5 for the Cousin. And they offer for the Teco, the A6 is three memo pads of 48 page, 48 pages of the Tomoe River and in a grid and a graph pattern. And it, that's it. It's just a, like a blank pad, like a field note size, Mike, um, with the Tomoe River paper. And then for the cousin, the one that they have is A5 size and it comes in a two pack of memo pads with the Tomoe River paper, um, same amount of pages. So this is really cool. And I have ordered some of these um, this weekend. So I don't know, it might be a few weeks before I get them, but I will definitely be reviewing these. And this is awesome to have the Tomoe River paper in uh, just a plain blank graph notebook. And they, they one of the things about Hobonichi is the covers that they do as well, right? Right. Yeah, that's a big that's a big deal for them. I mean, they they actually put a a lot into the covers. Um, Tell me about them. Well, it's, they just do a lot of different patterns, a lot of different uh, styles, a lot of fun styles, a lot of bright styles, um, and you know they have uh, pin loops, pockets. They have accessories you can buy into them. You know, like business card holders, and they just want you to kind of have this whole setup um, like the Midori. Now, people people have asked us. We did a with my Hobonichi um, Lux Vesper. Is telling me it's Techo, Techo. Oh, Hobonichi yeah. Techo. Uh, is that better? Um, with mine last year, we made a sample case. Jeff made me a sample case for Christmas um, for Notco. And so a bunch of people uh, showed that off to a bunch of people. They loved it. Want to know if we're going to make them this year. I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to make them this year. So I don't want I hate to disappoint everybody, but we are so busy. Um, so it's definitely on the radar for future years. It's not going to happen this year. Um, oh my it's God, not, they make a tweed one. They make a bunch. So yeah, their cover lineup um, is pretty cool. And actually, last year, um, other other um, companies like North Face made specific covers for these two, hmm. in in conjunction with Hobonichi. So I remember uh, almost getting one of those last year because they were really cool. So so the Hobonichis are out. I think everyone's aware if uh, if you're a Hobonichi fan, and it's it's a killer product and. Um, you know, it's it's time to order order the next version. So while that's not on my shopping list, the the planner, the the memo books are, and I've kind of had another couple things to my shopping list, Mike. Mm. That um, I just want to tease a little bit, and we're going to talk about this when we get kind of get into the the main topic today, which is the the buying process. Um, during this buying process, I went through in the in the past. Uh, couple weeks i found two more pins that i've added to the wish list so number one is the sailor sky pro gear special edition if there's a pin design that speaks to me more than this one um, i'm not sure what it is it's a blue demonstrator with silver furniture and it's sailor um you do love this, a sailor Daddy. I, I do love a sailor <laughs> <laughs> you know I love a sailor. 
excuse me. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> he choked me up there. Um, I don't see any way that I'm not buying this pen. <laughs> like, I need it like a hole in the head, but this is too good looking. This is uh, right up my alley. This sailor. So the sailor guy, especially. I don't see it. You mean you don't see it as a good pen, or you like literally don't see it? The, I don't see it. I don't see why you're that crazy about it. Oh, uh, this is. I just like. I like blue demonstrators and and silver hardware. Yeah. I mean, so that's 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 me. That's my seems style. So expensive. It, it's very expensive. I st- I ca- I will always love that they do one called King of Pen. I love that the, the sailor. Whenever <laughs> do, this is not the first time we've seen this. So they have three sizes. They have slim. Yeah standard these are like the body sizes of the pen and then they have king of pen <laughs> which is the big one and i just love and it's the retail price is a thousand dollars you need yeah. to be king of pen to buy king of pen yeah the king of pen is pretty insane i i don't know if i'll ever own a king of pen um because it doesn't do that much more for me i like the standard size how um, big is king of pen i've never held one so i, I bet know. it's probably the, the sort of size as my franklin Christoph. Oh, easily. Yeah, it's probably like a, like the big Pelican, the M1000 Pelican. So the second one. This thing. That is going on my list. Oh. It's the Pelican. Mm-hmm. I would, I've been talking about this a lot on, on Twitter with a bunch of people. The Pelican M101N Tortoiseshell Red Special Edition Fountain Pen. This is a... It's stunning. But it's, it's gold, a though. beautiful pen. It's gold. We're going to talk about that, Mike. Okay. We're going to talk about that. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's not my preference. It's also very expensive. I really it's, want one of these, but I looked at that price and I can't do it. I'm not sure. This is like, I'll have to see what size it is. It looks more like the size of the Pelican M400 sizes. Um, I haven't done any comparison to see what the actual size is, which is on the smaller end of Pelican scale, which would be the same size as the, the M205. Um, This is a... This one's a stunner, but it's also a stunning price. So yeah, it's five hundred and twenty so, bucks. So. Yeah, f- five hundred. And basically, it's um, well, the links to these pens that we're talking about are in our show notes for today, which you can find at relay.fm slash one uh, pen addict slash one one eight. Um, and the chat room, are, they're helping themselves out with these links. They're doing a very good job. <laughs> Sorry, yes. guys, we need to get better at this. The chat room, by the way, we do stream this show live. Um, at 5.30 Eastern Time. I think I got that right. Yes, 5.30 Eastern. 5.30 Eastern Time on Tuesdays, typically. However, we're moving to Monday from next week for a couple of months. Yep. The, the schedule is at relay.fm slash schedule. You can actually subscribe to the schedule if you like. Uh, but you can go, always go there every week and see when we're going to be recording. I try my best to keep it up to date. Yes, yeah, so this is a red, kind of like it's got red plastic for the cap. For the grip and for the piston, the the bit that you turn on the piston. But then the body is tortoiseshell pattern with um, a yellow clear demonstrator uh, portion too. Like yeah, it's a like an amber. Nib it's an ink window. Ink it's an ink window. window. That's it. Nib mm-hmm. window. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, and it has a lovely swan uh, engraved on the top of the cap. It looks like the ca- um, it looks like would, the hey, cap hey, is hey. made of some that pelican. Sorry, pelican. pelican. Why did I say swan? <laughs> I have no idea. Why would that's that like, even jump into that's my something, mind? That's something I would do. That's my job. That's very peculiar that, that I would do that. Um, 
does look like a it does look like a swan though. It's not standing up. How are you supposed to know it's a pelican? <laughs> um, what, so, what, yeah. what 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 material is the cat made out of? Do you think? Does it oh, say here? Just, just an acrylic. I'm guessing. Yeah, I figured acrylic. Very very nice. Very very good looking pen. I'm talking about it so much because I can't stop looking at it. So I'm closing the tab. I know Goodbye, that's hard. The uh the the price gets me though. That's whew, that's steep. Yeah, at fifty percent of the price, I would have bought one already. Yeah, I think. So, and I don't know how many they do for their limited editions. I have no idea. I don't know if they even publish that information, but who knows? Great looking pen. Never seen tortoise show on a pen before. Mm. Hmm. I'm I am a fan. Right, should we take our second break of this week's episode? Let's do it. I think that'd be a good idea. I want to welcome back our friends over at Squarespace. They are supporting this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast. Squarespace are the only one platform that make it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code INC at checkout. A better web starts with your website. If you want to be just like Brad and have your very own pen blog, well, you can do that. You don't have to worry about any of the tricky parts. You just go over to squarespace.com and get started with one of their fantastic and beautiful templates. You can very easily build your own pages with their fantastic drag and drop page building system. It's super simple to just drag and drop elements all around the page all within your browser. You can see the changes you're making real time. If you want to add a gallery in, we just drag and drop a gallery in. If you want to add your Instagram feed in, you just drag and drop the block that contains all the information information there you just type in your username and password it connects with instagram and your instagram pictures will show up in a little gallery maybe you want to have a maybe you want to put some social links at the bottom so people can find your twitter and your email you can drag all that in and you can make your website look exactly as you want it to squarespace take care of everything from web hosting image hosting and even podcast hosting if you want to be the next panatic podcast but what if you want to store like Knock, well, you can run your store on Squarespace just like Knock do as well. They run their own site and their store all on Squarespace's platform. Every single Squarespace website features web, uh, Squarespace Commerce built right in, so all you have to do is enable it, and you can set up your own store and start selling physical and digital goods immediately. They integrate with Stripe for payments and loads of awesome services like ShipStation to help you run a fantastic business. Squarespace take away all of the pain from building your own personal or business website. They have fantastic templates that you can get that you can choose from. Get started today and they're going to look good on all devices because they have responsive web design built right in. They have fantastic apps to help you manage your site and stats on the go. They have 24/7 award-winning customer support over live chat and email with teams located in New York City, Dublin, and Ireland. And believe it or not, you can get started right now with plans that start at just $8 a month. This also includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So start out with a free trial right now with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code INC, that's I-N-K, to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for The Pen Addict. We'd like to thank Squarespace for their continued support of this show and all of Real AFM. Squarespace, a better web starts with your website. All right, so our pin blog of the week is Incofile, and it's at incofile.wordpress.com. We'll put it in the chat, put it in the show notes. And this is uh, Morgana, who has been doing this for 
ever. I mean, I think uh, like 2008, I think when I looked at her blog, um, she does a really good job. She's a real um, hardcore fountain pen user. So she's always talking about, um, you know, different inks, different pens, um, you know, mostly of a fountain pen slant. And, you know, she's real active, posts a lot, posts every week, uh, multiple times a week, active on Twitter. Um, She's super nice and she does a really good job on her blog and uh, she actually just did a post uh, not too long ago it's her my short list of favorite fountain pens and um, she put <laughs> she put out one two seven pens it's five pelicans and two platinums so I thought that was pretty funny so um, she's got a good collection and a great site so if you have not been checking out Margana's site at incafile.wordpress.com get on it Thank you for being awesome, Morgana. I haven't talked to her in a while. Thank you for making uh, up for that. Yes. All right. So I put this in the show notes thinking that we would finally have a, a scribble pen moratorium, but it was really too real too early to go moratorium on it. But um I'm getting burnt out on it for sure. And a couple other people have picked up the mantle. We've put in a link in the show notes to where you can go to a site called dropkicker.com and um whoa um sorry (laughs) um where the person there has um kind of latched onto the i guess the the scribble problems that they've had and one of the first thing that they posted was the the title of the post is scribble pen video more deceiving than originally thought. So before it, we go on any further, there is a secondary video to the original one that's been posted, which apparently shows a more full demo of the pen in action. Now, what you want to do is also go to the show notes for this week's episode, relay.fm slash pen addict slash 118, and you'll find a link to a YouTube page which has that video on it. Go and watch that video and then come back. So we will yeah. wait here for you. It's in the show notes. Go and watch the video. Pause. Go to the show notes. Watch the video. Come back. It's like two minutes. There's so many flaws in this video that I didn't even catch the first time, but it's really bad. <laughs> when you read about it and someone tells you they're there, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. But basically, they edited this video so poorly that they've like colored in sections and then they go move to the next section, and the section that they had previously colored in is not colored in any longer. So they definitely did not move through the color range as you would expect this pen to work, right? That's what everyone wants to see. They want to see you pick out one color, color with it, draw with it, switch to another color, and keep going. How does that work? They've never been able to answer that question, so... It's really strange. So one of the interesting things that came out of this post on Dropkicker is in the comment section. Um, it's about the ninth or tenth comment. Um, there's a guy named Matt. He's a team member at Tilt, who is the crowdfunding platform. He said they're actually looking into their um, into <laughs> into their project. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So did you have any comments on this video, Mike? Yep. So the video like is is intended to show the pen in action. That this is the video that that they were asked to put on on Kickstarter, right? Right. I mean, so there's a couple of parts that that I want to point out. So what Dropkick is showing is is how like when you see the pen apparently being used, um, 
the, there are some issues with the like the, the, there's some continuity issues with what stays colored in what doesn't and from frame to frame um there's also like a, a thing where like a, a a cgi hand is in one frame to the next clearly showing uh <laughs> Uh, a, a bit of a, a problem uh, in the editing. But there was a couple of parts that I wanted to point out as well. So when it shows the person drawing on the paper, it's it's so clearly CGI. Like, the it's not in focus correctly mm-hmm. um, in, in some instances, which is really weird. Like, I don't even know you could make this issue. But what it would suggest to me is the fact that it's not in focus is because it's it's been done by a computer, so it's just not as crisp. It's yep. not actually ink on paper. It's pixels superimposed onto paper. Um, and, you know, yes, you could make it look fantastic if you had the budget for it, which I clearly don't. But my thing that I noticed that I can't believe they didn't bring out in this post, and I wonder if you saw it, Brad. So there are multiple points in the video where they're showing the pen um, being put against something, and it's mm-hmm. got like an iPad, and then the iPad shows up with the color. Yeah. Every time they do that, there is a visible cut in the video. <laughs> yeah. So, there's... like, something will jolt. Like, you'll see an arm. Like, all of a sudden, the arm slightly moves because they've stopped. Clearly, they've stopped. They've changed the, what's on the iPad screen and then press record again. Yep. Like, it's... So, I look at it like, the app must not even work. They must not <laughs> even have the color recognition stuff working. You know what they do have, Mike? Tell me. $200,000 of sucker's money. I know. I can't believe it. I really hope that it... See, I, I, I know it's not now because they're using this other system, but I just wish it wasn't real people's money. I wish they were faking it. Yeah. And so, like, there's it, uh, I pulled a quote out. We've been in the design process for two years and the scribble has gone through various design changes to get it to where we are now, a working prototype that's ready for use in home and business applications. You're lying. Like, <laughs> because if you have a working prototype, you are not showing it on video. If you have a working prototype, show us a video, a live video of it being done. No editing. I don't want to see silly editing tricks. Show me a single shot camera of somebody using this pen. Because you clearly do not have a working prototype. If your working prototype is four times as big with wires hanging out of it, still show me it, because then at least I'll believe you can do it. Because right now, you cannot make this pen. And we go back to the Visionaire with this, in my mind. When you do things like this, you put real hard-working people, you put their livelihoods at risk, because you create a chilling effect in that people will see things like this, they'll be bamboozled, whether they'll, they'll a friend of theirs will be, or they'll see it written about somewhere, or they'll hear it on a show like this, or read it in, on Twitter when when Brad gets really upset, and then <laughs> they will, st- then people will just stop, and they won't back projects like Karis Customs projects, or like uh, is it a tactile turn? Yeah. Projects like those guys, or like so many of our friends that do things like this, like you, right, with the stuff that mm-hmm. you do, or even like when you go outside of it, like if if something gets, let's say this raises a million dollars, right, or let's say it did raise a million dollars, and it turned out to be a, a total fake 
or they're like three years down the line before it's delivered or something like that. These things cause problems for Kickstarter as a platform. Agreed completely. And and then it starts to affect other people that are not even making pens, you know? Uh, it, <laughs> it just annoys thought, me so much. It annoys me so much because it's just lying and, and I don't like that. I know. I, I told the chat room you sound just like me. For, I, I feel like for, it. And it's good. I needed you to do this rant because I'm kind of... I'm not over it because I want to see what happens, but I'm just like, I'm exhausted of it, of just the talk because it's so frustrating and, you know, spend so many cycles looking at all the stupid things that they do continually. One of the latest stupid things they added to their website is they put the future retail price on the page and scratch through it, you know, like it's a pretend number and you can get it for $149. The future retail price of $399 for the pen is just laughable. So, and they, they, um, you know, trying to sucker more people in, getting more hundred and forty nine dollars so from people. But it's it's I don't I from the beginning I don't understand what makes people want to give them their money seeing all this, and I that's the that's the frustrating thing for me. So so anyway, how about uh, I don't know I don't want to go moratorium yet, but um, I'm kind kind of tired of talking about scribble because they're just ridiculous. And uh, let's let's talk about something that makes us happy, Mike. So we have a great topic that we want to talk about today. But before we jump into that, let's thank our third and final sponsor for this week's episode of the Pan Attic Podcast. And that is our friends over at Igloo. We love Igloo. And, and they've been helping us out with Relay FM since the day that we launched, and, and we thank them so much for that. Igloo are an internet you'll actually like. Igloo is built with you in mind. They have super easy-to-use apps like shared calendars, Twitter-like microblogs, file sharing, and so much more. All of these apps are integrated into Igloo's platform and are really simple to set up and configure for your own internet. Everything that you're going to need with Igloo is built right in and everything is social. This means that when you upload a file to your Igloo, write a blog post, or maybe you share an image where your team can share it with each other, comment on it, rate it, and like it. This is just like the social apps that you're used to using every day. It's bringing something more fun and more human from your social internet life into your work intranet life. With Igloo's latest release, you can also manage the tasks that are associated with your content, like updating the images for that big keynote on Tuesday that are assigned to Barry, or delegating actions after a meeting to Maud and Stephen. <laughs> Some names I'm throwing in there today. <laughs> tasks is the latest app to be integrated into Igloo's internet platform, and it was released just last week to all, or two weeks ago, sorry, to all of their customers. Igloo's task management is designed with people in mind. You can manage your projects, personal to-dos, and everything in between in one unified view inside of your internet. Igloo have really built something that will help you keep on top of your work. If your company has legacy intranet uh, built on SharePoint or some old portal technology, you should give Igloo a try. Or if you want to be more connected, more social, and more productive in your workplace, Igloo is for you. Igloo is free to use of up to 10 people, and you can sign up today at igloosoftware.com slash penaddict. Thank you so much to Igloo for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. Show your support to them and us by going to igloosoftware.com slash penaddict. So I poked around the Igloo site last night at work just because I wanted to check out a couple things um, because they've been so gracious sponsoring us. And one of the things I found um, that they do 
uh, it's it's a long list of features that we haven't even talked about all these things like you can do inter- internal blogs and internal chats and things like that but one of the things that we actually use at our work um that is good for like an igloo implementation is the uh wiki feature to where you can add in documentation um and people can you know people can edit the documentation and things like that it's certainly useful for um you know smaller companies that need to create create their own um intranet and um it's just a really good feature i love the the ability to have like a living documentation site like a wiki and uh it's something we use at work um you know in a in a different product um i guess it's our own home built home built product but something like igloo looks perfect for something like that so i just wanted to point that out because i was poking through that feature last night and i thought it was pretty cool all right story time mike everyone ready for a story think so I, I am all right so this this is how my brain works and so, so <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to go through this process because it happened so quickly and when i was done i was like what just happened <laughs> it was just like the everything lined up perfectly so i'm sitting around last week and i'm using I haven't, well, let me, let me back up. First of all, I haven't really bought many pens in the past couple of months. Um, since my Nakaya purchase, my Nakaya I got for Father's Day in June, I hadn't really bought any pens. That was the last, I think that was the last pen I got. Anyway, so I've been kind of going through, um, you know, a slow patch of buying. And definitely while the podcast was on hiatus, I didn't buy anything. It just kind of worked out that way. It wasn't planned. So I was using the... Franklin Christoph model 19, the Anderson pens model that you and I have. And you mentioned earlier how it's a large pen, Mm -hmm. right? So I was using it. I inked it up with um, one of the new uh, Karan Daesh inks, um, chromatics inks that I have not reviewed yet. And it's the blue black ink. I forget the name of the color. And I was using it and I was like, boy, I really love the size of this pen. I need more pens, need more large size pens. Um, and I, you know, I've always wanted, you know, like a larger Pelican, for example. Um, I have an M205 and M405 Pelican, which is both the small, the small size ones. Um, they're both the exact same size. They're smaller. I thought the 600s, the next step up, I thought that would be kind of a perfect size for me. Um, and then the 800 is larger and then the 1000 um i've actually held and i think it's too large it's a really really large pen so i was using this fc model 19 and really really enjoying it just the whole experience of having a larger pen writing with it um i was like i need to look at at getting something getting something larger and that wasn't an immediate thing i was like just mental note start looking at some larger pens next time you're shopping for pens so when you have a thought like that, the first thing you don't do is go to the fountain net fountain pen network classified section. So there's tip number one. <laughs> Seems like a interesting place to go if you're not necessarily in the market. So I'm not in the market, and I click over because I actually I keep a, a a shortcut link to the classified section. I check it about once a day. I don't know why, um, just for grins. Because usually if I'm not checking it, Thomas Hall is emailing me. Hey, look at this one. Hey, look at this one with a link to the one in Classifieds. And I've bought several pins from Classifieds, and we're going to talk about that some more. 
So I click over the classifieds, you know, 29 times out of 30, I don't see anything, you know, I'll flip through like the last day's posts and, you know, it's nothing that interests me. It just so happened, like within an hour or two of me having this thought that I need larger, I need a larger pen, I click over to classifieds and there's a Pelican M800 brown tortoise. So this was a special edition Pelican and it's the 800 size, so it's very large. And it has the beautiful tortoise shell pattern. And it's got gold furniture. And I've never been a real gold guy. But I've always said, if there's one thing I will get gold on, it's a brown pen. I just think it really works well with brown. Like the Pelican green stripe and blue stripe or solid black. I don't, or any solid black pen with gold. I, I just don't like those at all. But something about brown and gold really works. I mean, it's just a natural combination, right? So I look at it and just I'm just assuming it's sold because it's a really good pen at a fair price. And it's an EF nib, which is perfect for me. Um, the pen was bought from Richard Bender. So you know it came from a legitimate dealer. Um, the nib was um, worked on by Richard for smoothness. So you know the nib's going to work good. And the pictures this guy showed were very good. Um, you know, it's hard to tell in pictures, but you can tell by the way someone writes and the way they do the pictures um, that the pen's in good shape. And you can tell it's been well taken care of, and you can tell it's practically brand new. So I was like, wow, it's Pelican M800, um, EF nib. It's kind of like everything I would want in a larger size pen. And he's asking $400. I think originally these pens are like five, fifty, six hundred dollars. So it's a pretty new pen, and it looks good. So now I'm considering it. On his classified, until you click it, that the in the main forum page it says Pelican M800 Brown Tortoise and Knack, and then it's like cut off. So then I, when I clicked in there, not only did I see that he's selling the Pelican M800, <laughs> <laughs> it says, and Nakaya Portable Writer. It's like, oh my. Well, you know, let's see what this portable writer looks like. So the the Nakaya Portable is the first Nakaya I bought. It's the longer, larger Nakaya. And I bought mine. Mine is a standard. It does not, it's not a writer. Writer means it has a clip. Okay. So mine is just a smooth barrel, no clip. This one is for the same model with a clip, and it's the solid black one. Not only that, it's a But there's more. <laughs> there's more. Not only that, there is it's a, a ruthenium nib and clip, which is extra, and it's silver colored, right? It's a medium nib which I don't have. And he bought it from nibs.com, so I know it came from a reputable vendor. And he just bought it in April, so it's like two or three months old. And if the pictures are any indication, he keeps these pens in perfect condition. So I've gone from enjoying my Franklin Christoph Model 19 saying, wow, this is a really great writing experience. I should find more large size pens and see if I really like them to about two hours later 
I found this classified that not only had one pen that is dead perfect fit for me, it's got a second pen that is a dead perfect fit for me. I mean, if the Nakaya had gold furniture, I wouldn't have bought it. Um, if it had an extra fine nib, I probably wouldn't have bought it. Um, you know, there are several things that would have not would have made me not buy these pens or make an offer on these pens. But everything about these pens was exactly what I wanted. I was like, this this post was made for me, which is a problem because now there's two pens. He wants four hundred for the Pelican and five hundred for the Nakaya. So I made him an offer. We haggled a little bit, and I bought him for less than. So he wanted nine hundred for the pair. I ended up getting for nine fifty, uh, eight fifty shipped. So the other thing that why I was even looking is I did have some space credits to <laughs> to apply to this. So I was kind of shopping, but not really. Like I knew if I found something, I could I w- I would buy it because I had some money. Some some play money, some pin fund money. What's well, space um, space credits? I think you've mentioned. I think we've mentioned this before. Yeah. That's what you refer to your uh... my PayPal account. <laughs> yeah, so my PayPal account. That's kind of my uh, yeah. my pin fund. Um, so since I hadn't bought anything in a while, my pin fund had some money. I didn't have enough money to buy it all, so I, I did I did pay for some of it outside of space credits. So I made arrangements. Um with this seller on a Tuesday we finalized everything sent him the PayPal Tuesday morning I had the pins in hand Friday afternoon mm. when we recorded the show I had just gotten them in like an hour before we recorded the show I could not be happier with both of these pins it's one of those purchases that went so fast that you know I I mean I tried to do all my homework right and this is why you know, from episode one of the Pen Attic, from blog post one of the Pen Attic blog, this has all been like a, I don't know, just like a culmination of knowledge, right? The, your knowledge base just grows and grows and you have things you can, you're constantly learning, you're constantly building off things and you're learning how to discern what pens are a good fit for you, what pen would not be a good fit for you. What makes a pen a good purchase? Um, why would you buy an aftermarket pen? It's just this huge learning experience that culminates in something like a purchase like this, where I had, like, you know, two years ago, I would just have, I mean, number one, there's no way I would do this. I would spend this much money um, or go through with a, you know, a classified purchase on Fountain Pen Network. Um, I would just be too nervous that I didn't know. Not that I would get ripped off, but like I wouldn't really like the pen. But it's part of this whole education that I've been going through in these past years where I can, I don't know, it just kind of comes to a head and you can kind of determine how, you know, what you think. And you could still be wrong. There's still room to room for error. But I am ecstatic with both of these pen purchases. It's the Nakaya compared to my other portable is completely different i thought they were going to be very similar but the added clip and the weight that it adds to that it makes it almost two completely different pens and it's actually a much larger pen with the clip on it it's heavier wider and mike these nakaya nibs are ridiculous it's so good the medium nib Mm -hmm. just right out the gate 
it's perfection. I what are you trying it to What are you trying to do to me, me, Dowdy? Yeah, it's really, 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 really good. <laughs> and then the pelican has this pelican's design, as you could expect from a German engineered product. It's spot on everywhere. The weight, the feel, the balance, the looks, the way everything all works together. Um, the EF nib. I wouldn't want anything larger unless it was a stub. Um, but it's so smooth and clean and crisp. It was just a perfect storm of events that led these pins to me. You know, any other day, any other time, you know, that I would be thinking about purchasing, you know, a larger pen, this wouldn't happen. It was just this randomness that made me think this is a really interesting story because the way it happened. I mean, this all happened within the span of hours, thinking that I want to try some larger pens and finding something available that was perfect for me and then having the same guy have a second pen that was maybe even more perfect for me than the first one and being able to get them both and them both being unbelievably awesome on top of that, I was pretty happy. I've been a happy camper. So and, um, what are these similar in size to? It's hard to say. I mean, I don't have anything similar in size to the M800 just because it's large. I mean, it's probably as long as the Franklin Kristoff, if not a little bit longer. It's much heavier, and it's much more dense. Um, the Nakaya feels more like the Franklin Kristoff, but it's also longer, but it's more lightweight like that, right. Franklin Kristoff. Yeah. So um, They're big pens. Yeah, they're large pens. The image that if, you sent like, like last week, which I've also put in the show notes so people can see that secret image that was intended for the chat room, mm-hmm. they don't show that. Yes, it does not. There's no um, comparable size, but I will, you know what? I'll take a picture of the 205 and I'll, I'll tweet it out tonight. Um, you know, the 205 that you have, you have a 205, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, cause you have the, um, you have the lines one too that you mm-hmm. use, but I'll tweet, I'll tweet it out just, um, for a size comparison for some, uh, standard pins. And, uh, so you can get, uh, get a view, but it was just, I don't know. It was strange. It was like a fate type of thing. It was very weird. It's not something that I would normally do, just go out and spend that much money on a whim. But I was. it was one of those things I couldn't pass up, and the timing of it was impeccable. So I'm a, I'm a happy camper. I will say that. Those are the only two pins I've been using since I've gotten them, so my other pins are jealous. Oh, dear. Things. <laughs> it's not just the listeners that you affect. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, man. But um, I wanted to tell that story because, like, I forget who it said. It might have been uh, Shireen in the in the chat. And she says, oh, no, it's Tech Relic. Now, this is addict behavior, Brad. We support you, man. <laughs> it, I, I do. I feel like a junkie when I tell a story like this. I was like, it was like a high, right? It was, um, you know, it... it I don't know. It was just a perfect storm of events that happened. It'll probably never happen again. Um, you know, I, I don't troll, you know, the fountain pen classifieds all day because I don't have, you know, all the money in the world to buy whatever pops up on there. So you try not to be. Um, but when something pops up like this, I was ready and I'm happy that I was. 
So that's my story. It's a good story. Yeah. And I'm sticking to it. I think that just about does it for this week's episode of the Pen Attic Podcast. Um, if you'd like to catch up with the links that we've discussed today, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 118. Um, I'd like to again thank our sponsors for this week's episode, Pen Chalet, Squarespace, and Igloo. Remember, this show does record live. We record live on uh, typically Tuesdays, but for the next few weeks, it's going to be on Mondays. Um, so that you can take a look at relay.fm slash schedule. But we do record at 10.30 London time, 2.30 Pacific time, and 5.30 Eastern time. And the next recording will be on Monday um, until we tell you otherwise. If you'd like to catch up with us online, I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter, and Brad is at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and he writes over at thepenaddict.com. So we'll be back next week with another episode of the Panatic Podcast. Until then, thanks so much for listening. Say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.